Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. So today we're in a good position compared with six weeks ago or even two weeks ago in relation to COVID, at least in Australia. I mean, those of you internationally are probably still struggling with the pandemic. And if you are an infertile patient, most countries around the world have ceased doing IVF. In Australia, we did cease now one month ago. We were told that elective surgery had to stop and within that, so did IVF. And that was done in Australia for two reasons. One was that any procedures that required equipment like masks and gowns were potentially using up resources that might be needed for COVID. But as we all know, COVID in terms of its transmission in Australia has been very limited. And so those resources have more than adequately been covered. The second was the issue around social distancing. And it's quite clear that part of Australia's success in controlling the spread of the COVID has been the adoption of isolation and social distancing. Obviously, when you come through an IVF cycle, it's pretty difficult to socially distance because you're having blood tests done, you're having ultrasound scans done, you're coming in contact with nursing staff and potentially other patients. And so we agreed with the ban and clinics around Australia shut down. Internationally, throughout Europe, most programs have stopped. I understand that Denmark is resuming this week or next week as they've got COVID under control, but other countries have not. And the United States certainly has ceased doing IVF. As I've said in a previous program, we're not particularly concerned that getting a pregnancy or going through a fertility treatment is going to be adversely affected by COVID. I don't think you would find a clinic that would undertake an egg collection on you if you did have COVID, but Today, some statistics came out that suggest that an individual has, uh, even working in the health sector, has less than one in 300,000 risk of contracting COVID in Australia. So it's really under control. So we're comfortable about moving forward. In relation to pregnancy, the data still remains very positive that it doesn't appear as though COVID has a particularly negative effect on either the outcome of the pregnancy in terms of the baby or in relation to maternal health. Women during pregnancy, if they get the uh, get influenza, tend to have it worse and it, it has caused death. So not surprisingly, even with this virus, there have been some reported adverse outcomes to the mothers, but it doesn't seem to be any more than one would expect from a flu-like illness. So we're starting again. On Monday in IVF Australia, we'll be doing our first egg collections and I know that the, those patients, particularly one of them that I've looked after, is really very happy that she's back, able to potentially get the pregnancy that she so desperately wants. 
We have taken precautions and indeed the Fertility Society of Australia has issued guidelines as to how we should be undertaking treatment, fulfilling all the requirements of the COVID guidelines of the federal government. So social distancing, when you go to a clinic, if you're going through cycle at the moment, yeah, you'll find yourself fairly lonely in the, in the waiting room. We're trying to space out the number of patients and that may lean longer waits, but it's for your own safety. That all, the chairs in the waiting room are, have those, that 1.5 metres between them. As I saw on a poster recently in Australia, we should keep a kangaroo length between us if we're not sitting with our partners. So when you go to the clinic, you'll find the nurses wearing masks where they haven't worn them before. You'll find uh, them wearing gowns that they haven't worn in the past, but this is all for protecting themselves and also protecting you. As you walk in the door, almost certainly you're going to have your temperature checked to make sure that you might not be a COVID patient. If it's found that you do have a temperature, then uh, you'll need to have the swab to check uh, whether you've got COVID or not. And probably most specialists would actually suggest not going through treatment this cycle if you were COVID you had a temperature or the flu and if you were COVID positive I think that most clinics have taken a view that we're not going to treat you this cycle and you can understand why. To date there's no evidence that COVID is transmitted in the egg and or with the follicular fluid that the egg sits in but even so the risk of transmission in, to other members of staff particularly the anaesthetist is something we do worry about so unfortunately we wouldn't be treating you this month. The, the Fertility Society suggested the possibility that all patients, all patients, whether they've got symptoms or not, should be treated for COVID. Uh, that was about 10 days ago. And just to show that things change quickly in the world of COVID, a, an assessment made by the chief medical officer in the federal government and by state government, comments have been made or calculations have been made about that one in 3,000 risk. And so... Uh, we are much more comfortable treating asymptomatic patients because the odds of someone being positive when they don't have any symptoms is really very, very small. We know that patients are desperate to have uh, their treatments undertaken and hopefully get the pregnancies. When you do get pregnant, again, um, we'll be minimising the visits to the clinic and your scans um, potentially will be uh, less frequent than they might have been in the past. Again, this is all about reducing social contact. So we're looking forward to treating you. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing positive pregnancy tests and taking people through to the other side of COVID to have happy babies. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website, www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1800 111 483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. 